0: Us. Uh, before I get into our message today, I want to just give you a, uh, an advertisement, if you will. I don't do this very often. I'm going to do it this morning. I want to encourage you strongly to be here next Sunday. Uh, next Sunday, we start a really, re- what I believe is a very crucial uh, series for us as a body. I think, um, as in my own prayer time and uh, preparation time, as I begin to look over uh, what the Lord wants to do as a body for us. That this particular message, as we kind of exit the summer mode and start the fall mode, uh, this one's a really important series that will speak, I hope, to where I sense that we are as a body. And we need to to, uh, be challenged a little bit. And so uh, if you're easily offended when people uh, stand up and prophetically declare some things, then you're going to be uncomfortable. but but that's where I feel like we are. We really need to hear from the Lord on on a, on a couple things. And so I challenge you to pray for me as I try to get that all clear in my own mind. But also uh, be here so that you can hear what God would have to say. Okay. All right. Well, this morning we're going to. First of all, I'm going to adjust this. It's tough that one. Our pulpit's in Florida, so see. See, y'all didn't know. Uh, so anyway, uh, we have been talking about one of the most familiar, famous passages in of all of uh, Scripture. Uh, people that don't even go to church know this passage. Many of them can quote it. Uh, you would, you find it in their. Uh, most of the time, you see it in funerals, and so you gotta uh, be careful when. Uh, when they're using it because that's the only time they use it but Psalm 23 is the the one of if not the most famous psalm to be written by the, by David and so we've been talking about the 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 experience of being sheep. We don't understand the analogy very well of sheep and shepherds because uh, that that's not familiar to us. If you had grown up on a sheep fa- sheep ranch, not a farm, I keep calling it a sheep farm. It's not a sheep farm, a sheep ranch. Then maybe it would cl- we would clue in quicker. But the truth is, for the most of us, all we ever see is cows. And I'm thankful he didn't call us cows, um, but he said we're sheep. So what happens is. We're not very sheepish. And because we're not very sheepish, we continue to find ourselves in some kind of woolly situations where we're not living as close to him as we should be. And so I want to go back over and read Psalm 23 because the scripture says this. We are the sheep of his field. So we're sheep, and that's what we're going to deal with this morning. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, mountain high. He leads me beside quiet waters, mountains high, right? He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley, valleys low, we sang Psalm 23 this morning. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy is the way I learned it in this particular version. Loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Powerful psalm. We love it. It resonates with us. We don't even know why. Um. But I want to conclude our examination of this psalm uh, by talking about sheep. See, we've spent some time talking about having the perspective of sheep. We've uh, spent some time talking about our shepherd and what our shepherd does for us. And we'll talk a little more about that this morning and remind you, we've talked last week about the path. But when you get right down to it, a large portion of our understanding of the psalm, Psalm chapter 23 is how it relates to us. The reality is this this morning, in order for the, 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 the entirety of Psalm 23 to become real to you will largely be dependent upon how sheepish you are. How well you sheep will determine whether or not Psalm 23 actually exists in your life. And so I want us to talk this morning is uh, about what it means to be sheep. The first thing that I want to say to you this morning, you already know this, we talked about this, is that sheep are designed to follow, right? We're, sheep have to be led. They're not driven, they're led. So sheep were designed, talking about us, we are designed to follow someone. You will follow a shepherd. Uh, in your life you can't help it we're designed that way and and, and that's the nature our nature is to follow but this is what I want you to see I want you to see that the psalmist goes one step further what this passage we're gonna um, uh, kinda deal real specifically with verse 5 which says my cup overflows and then verse 6 which says surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever What that says to us is this, sheep that follow are followed. Okay, you missed it. So so everything that the shepherd does in the life of the sheep is determined by whether or not you follow. Correct? We've established that because we said this, that the shepherd does all of these things. The shepherd guides us, the shepherd directs us, the shepherd protects us. The shepherd corrects us. The shepherd connects us. Remember all that stuff we talked about that, that the shepherd does for us? All of that is determined by whether or not we follow. Right? Okay. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate your help. Okay. All of, all of the ability of the shepherd's, uh, all of his goodness, all, all the stuff that he does for us, all of his uh, sufficiency in our life is determined by whether or not we follow him. Correct? Okay, I want to make sure we have that established. We talked about that several weeks ago. But I want you to see what the psalmist does. He goes one step further. The psalmist says, now that you are as sheep are following the shepherd, now what you see is that sheep that follow are followed. Okay, let me see if I can help you. All the benefits of following the shepherd are now matched by this. Sheep that are being sheepish should be able to glance over their shoulders and see things coming behind them. Okay. David says, Goodness and mercy follow me. Okay. Y'all missed it. I'm following the shepherd, and he's guiding me, and he's providing me, and he's correcting me, and he's connecting me, and he's doing all these things. But David says while he's doing all that, I have the ability because I'm faithfully following. Now I glance over my shoulder, and everywhere I walk, I now see that behind me, following me, are goodness and mercy. Okay, so, so I said to you last week that you could determine that you were on the right path, by whether it was leading you to righteousness, correct? You don't have to pray about something in your life that's not leading you to righteousness. You don't have to pray about a relationship that's not leading you to righteousness. It's not the right relationship. You don't have to pray about habits that are not leading you to righteousness. You know you're on the right path when it leads you to righteousness. But now David says that when I'm on the path to righteousness, I can tell I'm on the path to righteousness because goodness and mercy are following me. They are washing up on the shores of my life. So my question to you is this: when you look over your shoulder, what do you see? Because what I want to challenge you with this the morning is this is that many of you, if you're not careful, you're walking your path and you're living your life and in your wake, there is no goodness and there is no mercy. Ask your kids. Ask your spouse what would your coworkers say about your life what would your coworkers say are is following you in your life what what would the the people you spend your time with when they're examining your life can they say well good if we read your facebook feed don't claim to be sheep if we can re- if we can read your Facebook feed and we don't see goodness and mercy following you because what follows you is an indication of who you're following. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I bet if we look very closely over our life, we would be able to see the times in our life when we were more sheepish because when we look back, we would see that the the, the characteristic of that period of our life was that there was goodness and mercy flowing out from behind us. But what if we look at your life right now? What would we say are the characteristics of your life right now? And this is the challenge. If you can look back over your shoulder right now and there is no goodness and there is no mercy following you right now, then what that says is you're on the wrong path and you're following too far away from the shepherd or you're not following the shepherd at all and you must adjust. Following sheep are followed. What's following you? The second thing I want to point out to you is this, is that sheep of sheep are confident and conscious. Okay, stick stick with me now because this gets a little dicey here. If we don't read carefully, we miss it. Sheepish sheep are confident and conscious. Now come back to that statement right there because that's important. I want you to notice what the psalmist says. He says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me. He was confident about the fact. It's a statement of fact. It's a statement of confidence. I can be confident and I'm convinced that even when you examine my life and my life doesn't look like it's all green pastures, what I know, whether you recognize it or not, is that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I'm confident in his steadfastness. I'm confident in his provision, whether you recognize it or not. Sheep of sheep are confident in His goodness and His provision. Surely, I I can say surely because I'm blessed. I can say surely because I'm favored. I can say surely because I know the shepherd. I can say surely because I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I can say surely because I trust Him. Doubt if you want to but I will say with confidence that surely goodness and mercy will follow me because I know him and I know he's always going to come through we sing it now there's never a day when he hasn't been at my side there's never a day that he wouldn't let me fall I can say surely I'm confident about his steadfastness in my life you can be like Job's friends and step to me and try to get me to curse God and curse my shepherd and die but I'll step back to you and say surely I know I'm convinced. I'm confident regardless of what the doctor says, regardless of what the banker says, regardless of what my boss says, regardless of what my body says, I can say surely I'm come sheep as sheep are confident in his steadfastness. But I want you to see this too. Not only are the sheep not only are sheep as sheep confident, they're conscious. Uh, When I read this statement that the psalmist says, surely I get this sense coming from him. There's confidence there, but there's also this element of I don't want to take these benefits for granted. That's why later, and we spent a whole series on this called Loaded, where we talked about the fact that he would remind himself of the benefits of following the shepherd. I remind myself my life is loaded with the benefits of following my shepherd. And, and, and that word surely, it, it, it's, there's confidence in it, but it's almost like there's this question where he goes, surely if I remain steadfast, surely if I do that, if I'm faithful, if I follow, surely goodness and mercy. There's this consciousness of I don't want to take all these benefits that my life is is enjoying because of my relationship with the shepherd. I don't want to take them for granted. Okay. All right. If we are going to be sheepish, then we must also remain grateful and conscious of his goodness. Some of y'all. Look at me like right now, like you've always been as cleaned up as you are right now. And that you've always been this holy and always been this righteous. But sheep of sheep know that I was actually the black sheep of the family. And I didn't deserve any of this. But surely his goodness and his mercy will follow me if I don't take it for granted. And I remember where his mercy comes from. And I remember the grace that's been applied to my life. And I remember that, that he loved me when I was unlovable. And I remember that he reached to me when I was unreachable. And I remember that the shepherd went out of his way. Even though he had 99 other good sheep. He came after the black sheep and said, I won't let him fall. And I won't let him go. Surely. And so I'm conscious of his goodness. And I can stop and I want to give credit to whom credit is due. Because it's all about my shepherd. My cup overflows. Not because I have the ability to fill the cup myself. In fact, just the opposite is true. I can't do this by myself. But my shepherd keeps coming into my life and filling my cup to overflow. And I have an abundance in my life because of my shepherd. And I want to be conscious of the fact that he did that for me and continues to do that for me. See, there's nothing worse than sheep who act like they got what they got On their own. Some of us act like we did this by ourselves. Okay. All right. There is nothing worse than sheep acting like that they got to the pasture they're in by their own wisdom and their own intelligence and their own giftedness and their own anointing. Because the truth is, is we don't find green pastures on our own. On my own, left to my own devices, I find drought, and I find desert, but because I'm my shepherd. So I want to remain conscious and and, and grateful. See, some sheep, here, here's where I'm trying to get to, some sheep are confident, but they're not conscious. And also, there are other sheep that are conscious, but they're not confident. Y'all, okay, I, you know, okay. Let me say that again. There are a lot of sheep walking around that are very confident in their blessings but they're not conscious of where they came from. And so they become arrogant and they become ungrateful and they take it for granted and they act like they did it themselves. They also tend to become very legalistic and religious because they think of their own efforts. They got to where they are. They got saved because they were good enough. They did enough. No, no, we didn't. But, but there are sheep that walk around and they're so confident that they, they forget where it all came from and they're not conscious at all. Then there are other sheep that are very conscious that they got to where they got by the hand of the Savior and the Shepherd and they're grateful but we have no confidence in who we are. And we walk around too timid, too meek, too mild and we forfeit our destiny. Sheepish sheep are confident and conscious. The third thing I want to point out to you is this, is that David ends this examination of the shepherd, and, and particularly the examination of his path, with a powerful moment and a powerful declaration. It, it, it is, in fact, a decision. He says this, as a sheep, he says this, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What David is saying to us is this. Every sheep has a dwell decision. I, okay, this, we got to get this. David makes a choice. I want you to remember that in the beginning of this message, I told you that as a sheep, and we're all sheep, as a sheep, we will follow something. It's our nature. That's what we were designed to do. As sheep, we are designed. We can't, it's in our DNA. You will follow something. Some of you will follow football, some of you will follow uh, fame, some of you will follow, follow friends, some of you will follow fads, Some of you will follow all, all kinds of things, but all of us will follow something. Every one of us, every one of us, some of us fi- follow finances, we will follow something. And so basically what David is saying is this. When I examine all of my options and all the things that I could follow and all of the things that I could give my life to, when I examine all that and I examine the benefits and I examine the path, when I take all of that into account, I've made up my mind that I will make a conscious decision to dwell in relationship with my shepherd forever. Forever. See, some folks follow because they're just going with the flow. And some folks follow because their friends follow. And some folks follow because their parents followed. And some folks follow because it's the routine thing to do is to follow. And some flock for favor. And some flock for friends. And some flock for fellowship. But David says there is a decision that we all must make As as a sheep, we must make a dwell decision for ourselves because it is not enough to be a part of a flock because somebody else is a part of the flock. You have to make a decision to dwell in the house of the Lord forever on your own. Okay, so that's that moment of I will choose this day whom I will serve. That means I, when I'm in green pastures, I made up my mind, I'm going to dwell with my shepherd. Are you with me this morning? Because I want you to catch this. It is my decision to dwell even when I'm in the desert that will determine whether or not I stick this out. Because it's easy to say I'm going to dwell with him when everything's turning up roses. It is difficult to stay with him when it's not turning out like I wanted it to unless you've already made the decision before you get into the desert if I ever arrive in the desert I'm still going to stay with my shepherd because I know my shepherd has the map to get me out of the desert. We have to make, okay so what he's saying is this, I'm in this for life. I'm in this, in the good season, I'm all in. In the bad season, I'm all in. I have made a decision that I'm going to dwell. The shepherd, listen to me carefully, the shepherd cannot make us do this. We said that one of the signs of being sheep is that the shepherd can make us do certain things, right? But this is one thing that the shepherd can't make you do. This is a sheep decision this is not the decision that a shepherd can make that was good this is not a shepherd decision this is a sheep decision because if the shepherd could make the decision how many of you know none of us would ever stray none of us would ever go awry but we have the decision to make So David comes to this conclusion that he is going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I just need to ask you a question this morning. Are you only in this walk as long as it's comfortable and convenient? Are you in this when everything is like a cakewalk? When when the kid's mind, I'm in this. When the dog obeys, I'm in this. When I tell my cat to sit and the cat sits, man, I'm in. I am in. Because this is like utopia. This must be heaven on earth. Every relationship is working out perfectly. There's no conflict. Every time I turn around at work, I'm getting promoted and I'm getting a raise. Every time I try to pay a bill, somebody's already paid it. I haven't put gas in my car in six months and it just keeps running. I can't figure this thing out. I, what is going on? I'm not watering my grass so I won't get fine, And it's still green while everybody around, is theirs is burned to, to, to oblivion. I'm blessed. It's green power pastures. But what happens if it doesn't turn out like that? What if every time you turn around, it goes bad? What if, what if it is like week after week after week, the car breaks down, the police officers are looking for you every time you run behind the wheel? I can testify. That's a whole different story. Uh, pipes break Kids disobey. Dog ignores you and acts like a cat. Cat cat acts like a cat. And, and, and things are bad. My question is simply this. In those seasons, will you still dwell? Because since sheep follow, stay with me since sheep are designed to follow, if we don't make the, d- the dwell decision now, when things start going wrong, we have a tendency to go astray and listen to other voices because the other voices will call and say, come over here, there's green pastures over here. This relationship's better than the one you're in. This job has more promise. There's more potential over here. And like sheep, forget this desert stuff, man. And we get over here and we recognize that it wasn't the shepherd. And we're miserable. Sheep have to make a decision to dwell. Have you come to the place where you can say, I have decided To follow Jesus and there is no turning back. Even if none go with me and all the rest of the flock denies this and walks away. I am locked on my shepherd and I know his voice and he will guide me. And even if he guides me into Death Valley, I will follow Him all the days of my life Jesus cannot make that decision for you you have to make that decision for yourself I just want to tell you this morning that you can lock the surely in for the rest of your life simply by locking in your dwell decision for the rest of your life we want goodness and mercy to follow us That is determined by whether or not we have locked in our dwell. Our dwell. So my question simply to you this morning is this. How sheepish are you? How how sheepish are you? Are you following the shepherd? Have you made the decision? Because see, this is what I know. Julie, if you'll come to the keyboard, this is what I know. Some of you are on the mountaintop right now. And if I was to ask you right now, are you all in? You go, "Mm mm-hmm, this is the best I've ever had it. I'd be crazy. I'd be a fool not to be in. But there are some of you in this room that are right smack dab in the middle of a valley. And you got questions. And there are other voices calling for you. And if you haven't made a determination in your heart that I am with him, scenery no longer matters. I am with him. If you haven't made the decision, then chances are you will never exit the valley. So I'm asking you, as we end this series today, I'm asking you to check your dwell decision. What if he wants you to live somewhere you don't want to live for a long period of time? I'm looking at Darren. We have this agreement. One of these days, both of us are going to move out. Not together, because we're we're going to move out. We're going to move out somewhere in like a cabin where there's nobody within 9,000 miles. But what if we don't get to do that, Darren? What if he makes you stay in a job you don't like with people you can't stand? If you haven't made a dwell decision, you'll go postal on them. Young folks don't even know what that means. You're like, postal? What's Postal? What if your marriage isn't what you thought it was going to be? Because all you read is the highlight reels on everybody's Facebook with like rose petals and drawn baths and massage oils. And you're like, woohoo, sign me up. And then all of a sudden what you discover is dirty laundry, toilet seats left up. To survive, and the only way to navigate that I've discovered is this. I made up my mind a long time ago that as long as I'm with Him, nothing else matters. Who are you with? Father, this morning I pray that together we would renew our commitment to you. I pray this morning that as individual sheep, we examine our own lives. I pray the first look would be backwards. I pray that as we glance over our shoulders, we would take stock of what's following us. Father, I'll just say in my own life, I certainly see seasons where goodness and mercy were missing. I Pray that together as we walk with you that our path would be marked with grace, I pray that we would become very confident in our blessings, that we would walk into our destiny and our purpose because we know that surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I don't even have to question it. As long as I'm in fellowship with you and relationship with you, those are a given. But I pray that also what you would do is you would turn us into the most grateful, thankful, conscious sheep on the planet and we would never once take credit For what only you could do. I am who I am. And I am where I am. Simply because of the goodness and the mercy of my shepherd. I didn't do this by myself. In fact, the truth is, is I did everything in my power to mess this all up. so I'm conscious of your goals, and out of that track record and out of your persistence towards me I make a renewed vow this morning to dwell in the house of the Lord forever mountains high valleys low I am yours. I'm yours. I've made the decision. I pray that every person in this room, every person watching over the internet in this very moment would make that decision for themselves. In Jesus' name, this is what I want you to do. Whether you need to come to an altar or turn and kneel at your own chair, I want you to take a moment as Julie plays and I want you to make a careful review of how committed you are to the dwell I can't make that decision for you your mom and dad can't make that decision for you your aunt your uncle can't make that decision for you there's no other sheep in this room that can make that decision for you the shepherd cannot make that decision for you you must make that decision for yourself take an account review have i made the determination am i as committed as i was when everything was going great am i committed enough to go through bad things am i come am i going to dwell asking you to make a dwell decision this morning would you take some time would you find a place to pray just we're not going to linger long just just a few moments to to examine your own your own dwell decision this morning come on would you seek his face it's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry to find more passion church resources or to make a donation online visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.